Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is Jones and Mego on WEEI. On WEEI. Uh, we're going to aggressively try to help the team uh, take that however you want it, but we will we will try to do what's right, whether that means spending or saving. We'll TBD. That's Elliot Wolf on the Patriots and their free agent plans. As Elliot Wolf told us earlier today. Final call is his. I don't totally know that I believe him when it comes to personnel. But I'm intrigued that he answered it. And that means we can pick it apart. He, he stood up there and talked for 15, 16 minutes. He met with the local media after that and had a few interesting comments uh, with the local media that he didn't do in his big stand-up press conference. That would include confirming they're going to meet with all three of the big quarterbacks in this draft, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, and Caleb Williams at the Combine. Uh, that would also include a dig at Bill Belichick that he made, uh, saying there's more of an open and less of a hard-ass vibe in the building. Oh, boy. Is what he said. More of an open, less of a hard-ass. Okay. Correct. An open-ass uh, okay. is what it's, is it's going to be. Uh, so Sure, whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when it comes to the Patriots, it's just, he's just the latest in a long line of people who can't resist taking a shot at Bill Belichick. But what caught my ear about that answer, and you can jump in on our big question of the day, what the Patriots are doing at three. Sounds like they're locked in on a quarterback. They should be. I love it. Mego loves it. A lot of you say it depends on the quarterback. Some of you hate the plan. Uh, so you can vote. at Jones and Mego. You can dial us up. 617-779-7937. I just found it interesting there when he's talking about the free agency plan. He said, we're going to do what's right, whether that means spending or saving TBD. So that's not exactly we're going to burn some cash, right? Like no, that, that it's just not. caught my ear. I'm like, what do you mean saving? We're going to save? What do you mean TBD? Yeah, what exactly? What do you mean TBD? I thought we were burning cash. What does TBD boring. mean? Yeah, exactly. That is boring. I'm with you. And so, look, I, maybe he's just trying to cover all his bases and he doesn't want a full throttle burn some cash comment that can be thrown back in his face. Like maybe he's just smarter than that. Especially by that, other players' agents. Maybe, but like. Say I don't want to hear saving. And to your point, Mego, I don't want to hear TBD. You should have no. a plan. D. That's what I want to hear. That it's already D. Come on. Not TBD. D. It should be D. This is open, not hard ass. <laughs> this is the new Patriots era. Can I give you some bad news in free agency? Uh, No. Okay. Yeah, fine. Some of these receivers are getting snapped up. They really are. Okay, we so should have seen this coming. T. Higgins has been tagged. Right. Could be a tag and trade potential, though. 
Uh, correct. Could be a tag and could, trade potential. Could still happen. Could. I don't feel great about that, uh, but it could. Uh, the Vikings came out today and said they're absolutely not trading Justin Jefferson. Didn't think that was going to happen anyway. Uh, we talked about that yesterday. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I didn't believe it Felt was going like to happen either. Dream. But still, okay, one last name off the board. The Raiders said the same about Devontae Adams. He's going to be a Raider. Wasn't even thinking about it. Okay. hadn't. It's not a name we had brought up before either, but it was starting to make the rounds this morning. They immediately shot that down. And now this latest one from Jenna Lane, who covers the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay, she tweets, the Bucks are actively working towards re-signing five-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Mike Evans, even if it puts a strain on their finances to do so. Quote, we're going to do whatever we can to make sure he's a Buck, GM Jason Light said. Well, that sucks. So I, think, I like him. I think the Jaguars have come out and said they're trying to keep Calvin Ridley. Great. Uh, I haven't read anything on Pittman yet. I haven't really. I think Pittman is one that's going to get tagged. Well, he might. Uh, they haven't tagged him yet, and I, I haven't. Maybe I've missed the news, but I haven't really seen it. So if all of these top guys are getting signed. Wait, some... who, who is left then? Well, that's what I'm saying. Hollywood Brown. Okay. Not Kendrick, my favorite. Kendrick Bourne. Oh, come on. So the other name would be Steph Diggs. And I, I've been beating the drum for Steph Diggs for a while. I still feel like that's a name that could shake free via trade and or a potential cut. Like things were bad with him in Buffalo all year last year. And I would just keep an eye on that one. But it seems like a lot of the names are drying up. And maybe that's part of the reason why he said, yeah, we're not burning cash anymore because he knows where the winds are blowing with some of these free agents. It doesn't sound like a lot of them at big positions in need, wide receiver, are going to be available. Yeah, maybe he's worried that if he echoes that burning cash, that again, it's kind of like the full throttle comment from the Red Sox. Exactly. And if they go and get like Curtis Samuel or someone like that, then everybody turns and they go, this is burning cash. This isn't burning cash. This is like singeing cash. This is this is TBD. I don't, I don't like hearing that. Uh, but I did like a few other things that I heard from Elliot Wolf today. We discussed some of it when it comes to what they're doing at quarterback, when it comes to just him answering questions like a human being, just saying, oh, yeah, here's my title. Oh, yeah, uh, I do have final decision. Like, I, I'm not used to hearing people like that running the Patriots. Like, tend to be, they tend to be more evasive. They tend to not answer questions like that. And so that was refreshing uh, to hear, even if I don't fully believe him. Uh, 617-779-7937, you can jump in on the Patriots, their free agency plans. How do you pivot? Like, what do you do if all these receivers are gone? And does that change your thought process at the top of the draft. Mego, it doesn't for me. I still want the quarterback, but I can imagine these Marvin Harrison Jr. people saying, well, see, this is why you go get the receiver. Yeah, and I hear that. I still think that if you're weighing the receiver and the quarterback, I think that it is easier. And if you want to throw statistics into it, statistics back it up, it's easier to go find a quarterback. I mean, sorry, a wide receiver somewhere else in the draft. I know. One, second or third round. But even all acknowledge, part of my logic with taking the quarterback was free there, are, there are all these receivers out there in free agency to throw I'm money I'm there at. too. I'm there too. Like I, and I still, look, we don't know for sure that all these guys are going to get tagged, re-signed, you know, snatched up, not moving. We don't know it yet. It's early days. We're just in the franchise tag window right now. Yeah. I still don't like where the news is trending on the wide receiver. Well, you front. never like where the news is trending. I, I, I thought there were going to be a bunch of receivers available. We've talked about these four guys all off season. But we also Ridley, talked about Higgins, them Pittman, saying Evans. We talked about yeah, all of them. Yeah, Ridley would surprise me. Okay, that one is is a little sideways to me. Okay, but for even what if, we expected. But like Higgins, I don't know if we thought that he was going to get tagged because of the Jamar Chase component. But some of these other guys, I think we thought were going to get tagged. I feel like you just want Mike Evans. And that's what's bumming you out. I do want Mike Evans. But 
let's say three of them are, are snapped up and now it's only Calvin Ridley on the market. The Patriots should still get him, but it becomes that much more challenging if every team is in on one clear cut top guy, especially with so much cap space out there, which we found out in the last, uh, I don't know, 72 hours, whatever it's been. Uh, I also want to hear this from Elliot Wolf. You tell me while we're talking about not a lot of free agent options up there, they've kind of dried up. It seems like they're starting to dry up anyway uh, at the wide receiver position. Tell me if this pitch is going to win you over in free agency. Here's the new free agency pitch from the New England Patriots. You're sitting down. You get these guys in a room uh, at the combine, or you get their agents in the room at the combine, and you say, okay, come to New England because of X. Here's the pitch from Elliot Wolf. Yeah, I would say our pitch to free agents is, you know, this is a new program, and we're, we're heading in the right direction. It's a new era. We have leadership with Gerard Mayo that is going to be tremendous. Like, he's... He's just an unbelievable leader and developer of people, and I think that, you know, as we move forward with the new offense and defense, like, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty special and exciting here. Okay, it's a new era. It's Gerard a new May- program. Gerard Mayo's a leader. I mean, obviously they're gonna throw a bunch of money at them, but like, that's are not- you a terrible person? Well, Gerard Mayo is here for you. <laughs> I just. I, gotta, I just want to win football games. Man. I got to be honest. I don't think that's yeah. I don't think that's the pitch that's winning you a lot of free agents. I don't think so. No. I mean, look, if it's me, I would say we took a brief detour at the end because we won here for so long. Things fell apart a little bit at the end. But at, but Crafts want us to be winners. So we're going to get back to winning soon. And we're going to spend to do that. And we're going to be a winning program. And the, look, I mean, I think we felt this all like, along. You're going to pay them either way. But if you're trying to sex it up, you don't say we're a new program and we've got a great leader. No. I, I think it makes it sound like it's like a high school team. I think they're going to have to spend anyway to get these guys. So I think we already kind of knew this, but like it tell, that answer just tells me how bleak it is. It's like, oh, we, we got a new leader. Let's stab Bill again in the back. New leader, new era. And uh, oh, yeah, by the way, Gerard May, he's just he's great. It's like, that's why I'm signing with you. You, yeah. you better overpay by a lot. You better overpay. Have you seen our video board? <laughs> that's kind of the level of what they're talking about. Have you ever been? on top uh, and rang the bell on top of a lighthouse. Have you ever a done that? A landlocked lighthouse. Yeah, 30 miles from the ocean. It is, you can't do that anywhere else. Okay. But you can see Providence from the top, okay? that's They, they save that. They kind of back pocket that. They're like, okay, well, you can ring the bell and you're way up there and it's landlocked, and, but... And the person they're talking to is like, wait, you can Providence? see Thayer Street, yeah. I thought we were near Boston. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, where is Foxborough? I got there on a bus once, but I wasn't paying attention. Have you ever seen Federal Hill from 15 miles away? <laughs> uh, 617-779-7937. You can also text us at 37937. Uh, here we go. Uh, how about Tyler Boyd? No. Feels washed. Gabe Davis stinks. Not a fan. Brandon Ayuk is a possibility. One texter sends in. I- I'm not so sure about that. I- if he is available, I'm interested. We had a clip. I don't think we ever played it on the show, Mego, but I know at one point we were talking about it off the air where he's going into what could be his final year in San Francisco, and he was asked how long he wants to be there, and he kind of gave a, a non-committal answer. If he's available, great. I just feel like the Niners are the kind of team that's going to do what they can to keep those guys together, and I think they can do that for one more year. Just looking at cap numbers, if you care, I think they can do that for one more year. And so I don't think Ayuk is realistic. There's also this one, Jones. I thought it was easy to find receivers. I think it is easier to find receivers than quarterbacks for sure. I just don't know how many now are going to be available in free agency, which means I might have to shift my philosophy a little bit. It might be a trade. 
for someone like Stefan Diggs. Or I was thinking yesterday, maybe Justin Jefferson before he got pulled off the market. Now, all right, get your quarterback at three, and at 34, we're locking in on a wide receiver. Now, who is that wide receiver? I don't pretend to know. Maybe Keon Coleman is a receiver that I like. I have him number four in the class. I see him dropping in some of these mock drafts. The two receivers at Texas, people like Lad McConkey from Georgia. So maybe that's now the new path. You need a wide receiver, quarterback and wide receiver, one, two, three, and 34, and boom, that's your start to the offseason. Maybe that needs to be the, the new plan. So I'm not as high on Stefan Diggs as I think you are, but let's talk through if you're going to do a trade like that, how much draft capital are you giving up because you don't have a whole lot else to offer I bet besides not much. money. I bet not much. Well, how much are you personally? Like, oh, if you're running that I trade, you're if you're executing that trade, I would give up 34 for Steph Diggs, and I'm they're going to ask for something else. So are I bet you, you, go, can, I bet you can get you less because he's going to want a new con- – I bet he wants a new contract. So, like, I, I bet he's not going to cost as much as you think. Would I give up 34 if that's, if that's really what it took to get him? Yes, I would. But I, my guess is he'll be cheaper than that. Yeah, I wonder if he's lost a step, too. Uh, he was bad in the second half of last year for sure. Uh, meanwhile, we also have uh, Elliot Wolf talking about a key – Free agent for the Patriots. This surprised me. I know this should excite Mego and other uh, fans of the offensive line uh, out there. Uh, here's what he had to say about Michael and Wenyu, their key free agent. It, it doesn't impact us. Mike's a core player for us. That that you know, it's no secret we want to try to keep Mike. Um, and it'll just be a little bit of a wrinkle dealing with him. Uh, Mike's really smart and he's introspective and he's thoughtful and he understands. You know, he knows what he wants, which is always good when you're dealing with a player. Um, and, and he's certainly someone that you know, we, we view as a cornerstone for us. Okay, a cornerstone, a key player. The backdrop here, and we never really got to this during yesterday's show, the backdrop is Mike and Wenyu just fired his agents. And so he's not happy with how negotiations are going, and I guess there's two ways to look at that. You know, number one, his agents were telling him to go to market. He wants to stay in New England, and there's a discrepancy there. I could see that. I'm not telling you that's not the case. Uh, That's option number one. Option number two would be, Hey, I'm about to hit free agency. Florio wrote about this. I think there needs to be a five-day lag time or something like that between firing your agent and hiring a new agent. And so if I'm not happy with what I'm hearing, I need to make this move now so that I can be properly represented to go into that legal tampering window and have new agents to break the bank for me. Uh, How do you read that? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing in terms of his return to New England that he's firing his agent? I think it's probably a bad thing because if I'm believing what Woofy is saying there, which is that he's a core player and that they're going to do everything in their power, like move heaven and earth to keep Mike and Wenyu here, then it would indicate that any talks that they've had with his agents in this period so far have not been productive. And that would indicate to me that the Patriots are not moving heaven and earth to keep Mike and Wenyu here and that anything is possible in terms of him going elsewhere and with the tackle market and free agency that we're just looking at, at least from a surface perspective, I think Michael Wenyu can get a lot on the open market. Yeah. So let me just say this. And as somebody who, I should say that, as somebody who wants Michael Wenyu back here at right tackle, and so I, I'm i not as optimistic about it, why even you, though he's saying glowing words. Why are you convinced he's a tackle? I'm not. I think he can play tackle, and that's more. He can play tackle at the NFL level, which is more than I can say for tackles in the draft right now when you're also going to be drafting a left tackle. Okay, most I mean, likely. I, look, I guarantee you, the guys they're talking about drafting, even in the second round, are better left tackles than a Wenyu. Oh no, I don't want him to play left. No, I'm no, saying no. He's, he'd play right. But I'm saying uh, we don't even know that he's a right. We don't even know that he's a right tackle. 
Well, he's played it. He has, but he's also played more guard in his right. career. He's a Patri- natural guard. The for Patriots sure. have been reticent and hesitant to play him at right tackle. And so to me, it's like, oh, Tyron Smith, Jonah Williams. Like, I don't I don't even pretend to know how to rate all these guys, but I, I do love and think it's rich to hear from Patriots fans. I'm not necessarily lumping you in with this. Okay, good, because I'm not a Patriots fan. But it's like, I, I love hearing this from Patriots fans. It's like, oh, well, he's the best tackle out there. I'm not saying that either. He might not I'm even be a saying, tackle. I think that he works for you. And it's annoying to me that you didn't Doesn't get it done won, last year. You won year. four games last year. And you won eight games the year before that. And it's like, I don't know. I didn't feel like. Well, he was also injured in the first stretch of the year, okay. which I know you want to count against him. And I understand yeah, I don't know that, that logic. A, I don't know that that's a good piece of But I also think that that, that was an issue with their offensive line at the beginning of the year. That yeah. he wasn't able to be out there. I don't know that I would champion him being hurt as a reason to pay him. But you also surrounded him with the worst offensive lineman that you could find. There's a difference between going out and paying top dollar for a Jonah Williams versus waiting until the last minute, not valuing a position that that you are already lacking at and going, oh, well, let's just go get Vidarian Lowe, Tyron Wheatley Jr., Calvin Anderson, and and Riley Reef. Like, yeah. there's a middle ground that I don't understand why previous iterations of this football team have never bothered to well, explore. Well, let me put like, it this way. Let's lift okay. the barrel and scrape the crap underneath it. I'm not going to sit here and say Mike Nwenu is the best tackle. I think that yeah, he's going to be not, He might not worst. even be well, a tackle. Hold on. I think he's going to be highly desirable on the open market. And it annoys me that you have somebody who I think you know mostly works for you, and instead you might just go out and try to patch together a bunch of different stuff. And it annoys me that you didn't get this done at this, you know, last year when you could have gotten it done, whatever reason that that is. That to me is fair. That really irritates me. And now I'm looking at it going, you let everybody walk out the door. Like, can you just hold on to one guy who will probably work for you for right now, even if it's franchise tag? Okay, so overpay him for a year, franchise tag him. Maybe you find out he's more of a guard and it's not worth it. Then move on. See, we're in a new era, though. Yeah, I just that's I, that that's old era Patriots stuff. I can't. Elliot Wolf can't go in front of media and go, "We're in a new era." You're pitched to free agency. New era, new era. Right tackle is going to make or break what your offense is doing next year. That's why I'm like, just sign him, get it done. Yeah, I just your the most valid point to me is. Why are you at this? If you really want to keep him, why are you at this point? Yeah, but we're already past that. You're well, at this point. I understand. But how did you let it get to this point? And I think how they got here is it tells you the lack of belief in what he really is and what he wants. Maybe he wants to be a tackle and they don't feel he's a tackle. Or maybe he wants X amount of money and they don't feel that he's worth it. And I think that's why you're here. And this is why I would have traded him at the trade deadline. And I would have traded Duggar at the trade deadline and Uche and all these other guys. I would have traded everything that wasn't nailed down. Because now you're on the cusp of losing them for nothing. And if you really wanted them, you should have been more proactive. Because all it's done is drive that number through the roof with the salary cap going up and other bidders in free agency. If you didn't want to pay them then, why are you going to pay them now? And I don't think any of these guys are difference makers. You know, I I, I saw a top 100 free agent list from uh, Pro Football Talk today. I think it was Shereen Williams put it together for Pro Football Talk. He was 17. And it's like... I don't know. I, I don't feel like that's anything special. I've seen him 25 on other free agent lists from ESPN. I don't feel like that's a guy I need to be paying $20 million to on the franchise tag. I don't want to do that, especially when I don't even know he can play tackle. And if he does play tackle, it's right tackle, which I feel like is not as important. 617-779-7937. You can jump in on that. You can also jump in on our big question of the day. We asked it to Razor earlier. Razor doesn't want a quarterback, which I found interesting. Uh, it sounds like the Patriots are leaning towards a quarterback at number three. How do you feel about it? Most people, Mego, most, and you think this is a cop-out, 
are saying it depends on the quarterback. 46% compared to 44% of us who love it. You and I both love it. 46% say it depends on the quarterback. You have a problem with that. Why? Because I do think it's a cop-out. It's a way of going any time that they take a quarterback and the quarterback doesn't pan out and you get to see another quarterback who does pan out, then you get to go, ooh, well, actually, I thought that they should have traded everything and every draft capital to go get Caleb Williams because it turns out he's the second coming of Patrick Mahomes. Like, I, I just think that it's an easy out. I, I, you got to be on one side or the other here about do you want a quarterback with that number three pick? Because that's really just the decision that they're having to make. It's either you're trading down, you're hoarding picks for the coming years. Uh, maybe you're going with somebody like a Bo Nix. I don't know where Bo Nix and J.J. McCarthy will be. At that point in the draft, if it's even gonna, if you're gonna fall to a position where you can get those guys, like just admit that you're either going for one of these top three guys at the number three pick, or you're gonna sacrifice all of that upside possibility. So I think I know your answer is to this, but I, I want to ask it anyway. Why is it wrong for somebody to say, "Well, I only like one quarterback," and so I'm not locked in on a quarterback at three? Why is that wrong for somebody to say? I don't think it's wrong. I just think I don't believe a lot of people who say that. Like, if you say that, because. I'm what if you just like to... Caleb Williams and you don't like Drake May and you don't like Jaden Daniels? That's, that's different than you and I. Yeah. I happen to like all three quarterbacks, but I, if somebody I I'm doesn't. Thinking, I'm thinking more of of like an Arcan who for some reason has fallen in love with Bo Nix well, and hated. doesn't like any of these other quarterbacks. That to me is hated. If you're saying it depends on the quarterback, then I, I need to see who's available at three before I say, great, you're locked in on a quarterback. I think that's a defensible answer. But what you said earlier that I do agree with, all right, fine. So you only like Caleb Williams. Well, then trade to go up there and take him. Or you only like Drake May. Trade to go up there and take him. Like, to me, that is a fair counter to that. It's just, what's that going to cost and to what end? So I'm trying to put myself in this scenario, which I don't think is going to happen, but I think is worthwhile for this exercise, which is if Drake May was going number one, and it turned out, you know, a week before the draft that Drake May is shooting up. Everybody's projecting him at number one, not Caleb Williams anymore. Something comes out with Caleb Williams or something that really changes the structure there. Am I sitting there and going trade next year's first round pick, trade 34 to go get Drake May? I don't know. Like, that's where I start to lose my conviction in that guy a little bit. Because part of the reason that I like the scenario of being at three is that you can get either Jaden Daniels or Drake May, who I like better than Caleb Williams, and you can still put enough around them almost immediately. I see you squirming back there. What are you squirming about? I just think that if you have an opportunity to to take one of the top three quarterbacks in this draft, I don't know why there would be any hesitation at this point. Because if you take a quarterback and he's bare minimum serviceable, then you got a guy that you can not necessarily build around, but you can invest in your team without paying a premium for a quarterback. You know, if we lived in some bizarro world where Mac Jones worked out and and didn't completely fall off a cliff like he had the better part of last year and the year before, you're talking fifth-year option. You're talking investing a lot of money. You're talking about second contract maybe, whereas you have all this money right now, you get to reset the 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 stopwatch basically you draft a quarterback right now and you have four years to figure out if this guy is going to work while not actually having to pay him and going and, and paying the other positions of need yeah. that's the opportunity that you have right now and if you punt on that you trade down you've just made it that much harder for yourself yeah or if i mean you this, decide you're not going to go get a quarterback this is what i keep saying uh, quarterback you have to hit it 
And this is why I'm okay with people saying, well, no, I don't think all three quarterbacks are good. What's the likelihood all three quarterbacks in this draft are going to be good? I don't know. What's the likelihood all three of them are bad? Higher. Like even I, all, I don't believe that. Even, even all acknowledge that. It's more likely okay. that they whiff on that all three suck than all three are awesome. Let me rephrase like that's that. more likely. What is the likelihood all three quarterbacks are bad than what the Patriots have gone through the last three years? <laughs> well, that, okay, well, that's, that's a different question. All right. They you, should be able to do better than Mac Jones in their sleep. You, you, it, there's a difference between like, all right, we're, we're getting a guy and we're going to be a Super Bowl contender in three years versus we can be in the hunt. You can be one of those eight win, seven win teams, yeah, maybe. If, if you just build up around the guy that you take right now, don't F him up like you did with the last quarterback. Right. Like and you had a, this is a great learning opportunity on how to build your program. The new era. That's the thing I'm locked in with Elliot Wolf. And if it's truly a new era, you can start it right now instead of hemming and hawing. The, the one thing I really don't like uh, as far as the, the narrative is, oh, if you don't love the guy, don't take him. You don't love him? You have to fall in love with the guy? Or yes. can he just be yes. serviceable? No, no, no. Just no. Be good? That's no. where you get into yeah, really that's ridiculous. That, no, no, that's, that's not ridiculous. That, that is like that's the high-bloom school that's, that, of building a team is don't do Mego, anything. you're right. Don't do anything. No, Mego's right. That's, that, they, that's what you did last I, time. I don't think they love Mac Jones. I don't think they love Mac Jones. But you said an hour ago, Jones, there's a difference between 15 and 3. Yeah, that right. is the That is the chance you have right now. Yeah, but I don't think they loved Mac Jones. If they loved Mac Jones and they saw him dropping and they thought he could go 3, they would have swooped up the board to go take so him. So you kick the can down the road for another year? No. If, if you don't like the quarterbacks, I'm not telling you you have to take them. I like them. I like these quarterbacks. But if they don't... And who knows how they feel about them? I'm just telling you, I like them. I want them to take them. I but guess if, I would just ask, what if, are you looking for then? What are you looking for? I don't know. I don't it can't know. Be, it cannot be worse than it has been. Start there okay. instead of hemming and hawing. But Ryan, I you're just going to be right back here Ryan, in, in, in four passed. years. I could sign Joe Flacco and it would be better than it was last year. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.